but the podcast where we review books. Hello and welcome to Forever Young Adult. We are a podcast where we discuss YA fiction. So this week I read a book called Tuesdays Are Just As Bad by Kethan Leahy. He's an Irish author from Cork and he is the editor of the Irish literature magazine Penny Dreadful. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Maybe he'll publish some of my short stories if we review it really nicely here. I don't think that's how the how it works. I don't think that's how they select publications. But I'm sound. But also, I think you actually have to submit your stories oh. in order to get your stories published. Fine. Nitpick me, why don't you? Oh yeah, that was some hot burns. Okay, tell me more about Kevin. That's all I know about Kevin. That's all we know about Kevin. So he's Irish, that's new. We haven't he's, done an Irish author before. This is our first Irish author, which is ridiculous because this is book five and when we were like sitting down to say we will do a podcast we were like we'll do Irish and UK authors because they don't get as much coverage as American authors <laughs> but um but hey it only took us five goes it only took us five goes we had to practice perfect yeah we have to do all the subpar podcasting on those Americans <laughs> So that we're bringing our A game, which is what you're hearing right now. This is us at our A game. Okay. Beautiful. Tell, tell me about... That's author talk. Okay. Author talk was quick this week. Okay. But this is his first YA novel. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And Tuesdays Are Just As Bad is about a boy... Actually, before I get into the book, I just want to say we are going to have links in our description to supports that you can access. Just a quick heads up because this book gets dark. It's a book about a boy who is haunted by his own ghost after a suicide attempt. And so the book covers suicide. There is at least one one if not two active descriptions of a suicide attempt there is a lot of talk of depression a lot of talk of mental illness mental illness the character talks us through um going to therapy there's a lot there's a lot in this book content warnings then content for... warnings for both us discussing it and if you decide to read the book yourself yeah that said it is so funny what it is a really funny book so okay just before we go into how funny this book is any more specific content warnings we should give um for our discussion i mean we might do that after but no that's kind of that is that is it it is suicide depression mental illness racism racism okay content warning for racism one of the main characters is black of african heritage okay so she's a black irish person and she is discriminated against her so yeah on the surface this is a dark book but it has a lot of black comedy in it and it's just very funny in a lot of places because it is teenagers chatting to each other and being kind of lighthearted about their whole situation in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways and I found that it very accurately displayed friendship with it, with a teen group. Yeah. At least as far as my own experiences, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm pretty sure I can imagine myself and my friends having a number of these conversations at one point. You've told me about your teenage friend group though, and they scare me. <laughs> they were all lovely people. Let's start at the beginning okay. <laughs> because um so we start the book And we are introduced to our narrator who has no name and 
no physical description for 99% of the novel. Okay, so it, mm, it is a person, so it is a first person thing, but this person is only the narrator. Are they an active character? They are an active character. Okay. So what they are is essentially, and it is disputed within the within the text as to like what they are and how real they are. Okay. Um, they are the ghost. They are a ghost of our main character. Okay. Because we start the book roughly a month after our main character has attempted suicide and died and then was revived by the EMT crew. Yikes. Uh, and yikes. when he was revived, there was a presence with him who just kind of mm-hmm. cannot leave his side and just walks around chatting to him all day and Adam chats back. And Our ver- character's called Adam then? Our main character who is also the ghost who is haunting himself. So our main character who was an alive 16-year-old boy... Okay. Is called Adam. His ghost does not have a name, and I will refer to him as Ghost. Okay, Ghost. That's a really cool name. Yeah. Um, and then, so we get a bit of insight into Adam and his life. He is recovering from a suicide attempt. Did, mm, what nature does that recovery take? Is he detoxing from pills or something? Or No, he tried to kill himself by hitting himself over the head with a hammer. Doesn't seem like an, an efficient method. It's not the phrase I want to be using. But, um, that sounds like it could be really damaging to recover from. Yeah, he's actually doing pretty okay from that. He has a scar on his head that is quite visible and he later grows his hair so that it's not as visible. But overall, he's doing quite well. He's in counselling and he's doing okay he has kind of lost a bit of track of time though because the book starts with him chatting to his ghost and the ghost is bored okay the book starts and the ghost is bored because all they do is watch netflix and hang out in adam's room and then go out downstairs for dinner and then they hang out in his room some more and they go to counseling and he's does, really bored. Does Adam have family? He does. He has a mom and a dad. Okay. And that's his family. Okay. Cool. Um, and his dad works in an unknown IT field. And his mom works as a news presenter on a small FM radio. So she's very up on current events. And this is going to come into it more later. But I said that the ghost can't leave Adam's side Mm -hmm. but he is able to leave when Adam is asleep okay the ghost sleep the ghost does not sleep oh that would be real boring huh yeah the ghost does not sleep and has to follow Adam around all the time unless Adam is asleep in which case he can wander further away and this gets into like the idea of how sentient the ghost is as like is he a true ghost who is completely independent being from adam or is he for example a side effect of a head injury yeah so like or is he a hallucination of adam's like adam questions this at one point he's talking to he's talking to ghost and he says 
I know you're just a hallucination. Just leave me alone. Hallucination? Could a hallucination do this? I said before I floated above his head and down the other side. Yes, doing impossible things is the definition of a hallucination, he said at full volume, then gasped like a cartoon character when he realized he had said this loud enough for the rest of the school to hear. Oh, fuck. So, that's what I mean when I say this is a very funny book. Okay, um, can I, so... Can ghosts interact with other objects or people at all? Ghosts cannot interact with other objects or other people. Um, but ghosts can interact with Adam. Okay. Like touch I'll... him? Or like, like when you say interact with? Sorry. No, he can't. He can't talk, interact with anything. Okay. Like he cannot physically interact with anything. Bomb um, deal, really. But the question of his sentience is he knows information that Adam doesn't know. Okay. So, like, when Adam is asleep, Ghost goes downstairs and listens to a conversation that Adam's parents have about, like, how concerned they are for Adam. And also, Adam's mother talks about how other people in the country have committed suicide and how she has to report on that as part of her job Mm -hmm. and how sad it makes her that she has to talk about these things. And she's like, I can't help but wonder if someday I'll have to report on Adam's death. Mm -hmm. And in a moment of comic genius, her husband says, I think they'll give you the day off, love. Okay. (laughs) I love a supportive marriage. (laughs) I love comforting and understanding (laughs) one another's fears. So Ghost does give us a lot of like information about other characters. But the one time... Adam tries to test this because mm-hmm. Ghost is like, because Adam, Ghost is annoyed that mm-hmm. Adam keeps being like, you're not real, you're a hallucination. Um, and Ghost is like, well, I am real. I know things. And so Adam is like, okay, tell me what that person, there's a person over there reading a book. Go, f- like, I can't see the title. Go yeah. tell me what the title is. And Ghost is essentially like, no, because you told me to do it. You just have to take it on faith. Mm-hmm. So the information that like, ghost has it appears that he doesn't give it to adam okay so adam can't know if ghost has independently verifiable consciousness but do we as the reader know? no it's unclear okay cool. um because yeah the only time the only time where ghost really is like okay i will go get information for you mm-hmm. he's really vague about it they're okay. in a writing class which i will come back to and they're doing poetry writing Mm -hmm. and Adams is like not great and the teacher asks him to read his and he's like anxious about doing so and ghost and so ghost like runs around the room and looks at everyone's poetry and then comes back and is like it's okay Greg wrote something terrible Um, and like but we don't actually hear Greg's poem so it could just be the like yeah just it, yours is fine everyone else is also terrible because they're also 16 year old poets or and it could also be the portion of adam's consciousness which is manifesting as the hallucination ghost knows that greg's shit <laughs> poetry yeah yeah cool. so so yeah so from that point of view like ghost is not necessarily a reliable n- narrator because he could just be making up everything that happens when he's not beside 
Adam, yeah. or he could be Adam extrapolating information from what he knows. Mm-hmm. But there is there are very interesting things that happen outside of Adam's remit, is what I'm getting to. Okay. So on a plot scale, uh, Adam has just been hanging around his room all summer and so boring what, his ghosts. Okay, because I thought um, when you initially were like, he is recovering from a suicide attempt and therefore in his room all the time. I presume he was on. He had some time off school, but no, he it's was... it's been summer. Okay. Um, this takes place during his transition year, which for non-Irish uh, listeners is a year where you are still in secondary school, but you essentially take a kind of a gap year where you still go to school every day and you go to classes, but it's the emphasis is much more on like self-development and what you're going to do in the future. Your grades don't matter that much. It depends on the school, what you're going to do. Like I know people who learned a bit of Mandarin in transition year. I know people who like that the transition year class are the ones who like organize the school play and stuff because a lot of Irish schools don't have options like drama. So um, you do that in TY. Yeah, I was I went to a quite a nice school and showing my privilege here, I did a play, I did a musical of Oklahoma and I also went on a ski trip. Oh, a ski trip. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did TY. It was the first yeah, TY is short for transition year. Um um I remember it was our the first time our school had TY. So all the teachers were trying really, really hard, but like we did not do much. Um, we like, did work placements. I also did two work placements. I did a work placement in a dentist's office and I learned that I don't want to be a dentist. Um, and I did a placement in a primary school for the deaf. And I learned that I would love to do that, but I later did not do that. <laughs> did you learn that you don't know any ISL? No, at that point I did know ISL because we actually did ISL as part of TY. That's really good. Which actually. is... Um, and I still have like very basic ISL. I can do the I can do spelling, I can spell everything in I, ISL, and then I have um, tangent, tangent. So that's tangent. what TY is. So he's in TY. Um, another thing in TY is that in my school anyway, uh, not everyone can do it. We only had twenty transition year places, and we had like sixty students per year. So not everyone who wanted to do it could do it, and friend groups ended up getting split up. What's Adam's friends groups like? Adam doesn't have any friends. Okay. <laughs> when we what start, are... <laughs> what are his enemy groups like? Um, when we start the book, Adam has no friends. He only has Ghost and his mom and dad, and that's it. And he starts so. Once again, the novel starts with him hanging out in his room, watching a ton of Netflix, which is also how Ghost is learning about the world because he has come into it as like a fully formed person, but with no knowledge of the world. Okay. Um, and he's like, oh, look at all these fun pe- things people on TV are doing. We should do fun things. And Adam's like, we're not going to school. School doesn't start till September, which is ages away. And then his mom knocks on the door and is like, you're starting school Monday. What? <laughs> because as part of his depression, uh, he has lost all track of time. Is that, yeah, okay. And head injury, presumably. And head injury. And his mom is like, Adam, we talked about this. You said you were ready to go back to school. And he was like, yeah, in September. And his mom's like, September is Monday. <laughs> That's Monday. Okay. So some of that could just be what it's like 
in summer. <laughs> I, d- d- time is a social construct time and doesn't actually exist. Yeah. Oh, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes back to school and at first he's like, he's like, everyone knows about like my suicide attempt. And it's going to be really awkward and uncomfortable. And everyone is kind of like, whatevs like mm. they know what happened and they don't really care except he has no friends and therefore people don't care about him very much yeah he's kind of a non-person the terms of like school life so overall he has a pretty like non-eventful day it's but this is adam's first day back to this school. is adam's first day back at school um overall he has a pretty pretty non-eventful day on his first day back but right at the start of it one of these kids fill up like kind of like gets his attention and then once he has his attention he makes a gun gesture to his with his hand and then like goes boom against his temple um fun which a couple of the kids laugh at and adam is like no takes a step back and is just like really panicked um and then philip's like don't take it so seriously man and kind of like knocks him and then keeps going and all the other kids follow and adam spends the rest of his free time that day in the toilet cubicle oh no i love adam oh no yeah i love empathy um so like he goes he goes to his classes and then just like when the bell for morning break rang adam slipped away as quietly as he could to hide in one of the bathroom stalls on the far side of the building and he's just like there for the rest of like and that's boys' bathrooms. Yeah. Things have to be really it's, dire. If I should going... note it is an all-boys school. Wow. Boys' schools, toilets are not a nice place to spend your day. I want to keep him safe. Is From your description of him, I imagine he's not involved in any sports or anything? He is not involved in any sports. Does he have any extracurriculars? He has no... Ex- at this point, he has no extracurriculars. And I have no knowledge that he has had any previous extracurriculars. Okay. So yeah, that's his first day at school. It didn't go great. Mm-hmm. Um, there was people at school making suicide jokes about him, attempting suicide. And... Um, pro tip, guys. I'd say don't do that. Yeah. But things do get better. Okay. Because Adam does make some friends. Nice. And he makes friends by going to his doctor's appointment. And <laughs> so he's had a number of sessions with his with his uh, psychiatrist that were family sessions mm-hmm. but now Adam has started going on his own to his own sessions on his own without his mom and as he or is dad? or dad or dad okay. without his mom or dad I was just wondering if the dad was at the family sessions at all no he was um, and while he is waiting to go into his his new therapy time uh, this kid called Douglas walks out of his and I love Douglas with all of my heart. He is the most overdramatic, ridiculous child and he is just such a perfect person except that he has he needs so much therapy. <laughs> I know many perfect people who need so much therapy. Uh he's also a 16-year-old. He's also a 16-year-old. Um all the kids in this book are TY 16, 17, mm-hmm. 15, 16. Okay. Um and he makes friends with Douglas because Douglas is like, he's Douglas is coming out of his therapy mm-hmm. session. He's like, hey, you're not the person who used to be in the therapy session after me before. Mm-hmm. Who are you? And Adam's essentially just like, 
What? Uh-huh. To which uh, to which Douglas is like, ah, oh, not chatty. Cool. I'm here because I have issues. Quotation marks. <laughs> I was gonna say, to um, which Douglas is like, I'm an extrovert, <laughs> and I'm here to make you my friend or else. And Adam is like so dumbfounded by this kid who is just like so upfront that he's just like, I'm here because I hit my head with a hammer. <laughs> And then Adam goes into his his appointment. Essentially, that is how he makes friends. He broke the seal. He broke the seal. There's a couple of weeks of like the two of them seeing each other between sessions. And then Adam is walking home. Is Douglas trying to chat this whole time? And Adam being like... They're basically just having like a quick... Exchange. Exchange. And then Adam is walking around the park in Cork City one day. And he sees Douglas's group. And he's just like... And Doug, what is, what happens is Douglas sees him and is like, hey, Hammer, come hang out with us. Oh, oh, and, oh, okay. And Adam is like, okay, but actually I don't love that nickname. Can we use Adam? That is, <laughs> I am proud of Adam for emphasizing his boundaries. I would like to say that I was not the kind of person who would ever do such a dumb shit thing as to try nickname nickname as to try nickname someone after their suicide attempt but you know what 16 year old Aoife was not <laughs> oh I would definitely 16 year old Kira would definitely have been like yeah this is this is a this is a thing I can joke about with my friend but like in a way that like includes them as yeah. opposed to like when Philip did it it was at Adam's expense whereas oh. when Douglas does it here and it is the only time they like yeah. do this but when Douglas does it here he's like hey I'm inviting you in yeah. in a very Irish very Irish I'm insulting you because I love you way I'm insulting you so that you know I love you and now we're friends because if we weren't friends now I would seem like a dick for having said that yeah essentially just because I, I love having and because he's dramatic is he gay? Douglas is not gay, Damn. but there is another person in the group who is gay. His name is Barry. And Barry is out, in theory, to the people in his in his friendship group. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is not out-out because he doesn't want to be the gay person in the group. Mm-hmm. So Barry is hoping for a second gay person to join the group so then he can come out and then he he won't be definable as the gay person in the group, which that, I love. That is good reasoning. Yeah. Um, so that exchange where he meets everyone. Yeah, so Douglas is like, hey, Hammer. And then Adam's like, my name's Adam. Please don't call me Hammer. Um, and then Douglas introduces everyone to each other. And he gets to how he met Douglas and Douglas is like, we share a psychologist. Remember you saw him a few weeks ago when we were hanging out at the hospital? Adam here tried to kill himself with a hammer. And Adam is just like, I was never any good at DIY. Oh my God, I love Adam. Um, I think it's DIY actually because it's do yourself in. (laughs) And it's a good thing to not be good at. And also like the text is like, the text, the literal phrasing in the text after Douglas like says that, Ghost is just like, dick move, Douglas. Not only had this bold statement fl- silenced everyone and left Adam to flounder, it had also ruined the possibility at hinting at a cool backstory. Oh no. <laughs> because oh. Ghost is obsessed with TV. <laughs> yeah, okay, because he only learned about the world through Netflix. Yeah, and so, so 
in the group we have Douglas, we have Barry, we have Linda, and we have Aoife. And Aoife is going to become more significant later because, spoiler, Aoife later becomes Adam's girlfriend. Don't like that. <laughs> my name's Aoife and I'm gay. And she is a goth. Oh, no, never mind. She can have my name. She's a goth. Goths are allowed. So those are kind of like all of our characters for the book. There's a couple of other passing people, but for the most part, we have Philip as the ant- antagonist, and then we have the gang of people who, who what's we love. Linda? What's Linda like? Linda's just cool and chill, okay. you know? She's doing her own thing. I don't have much to say about her. Actually... Gender quotas. Gender quotas. Well, no. Um, We later discovered that Linda is actually also has like a tragic back ra- backstory mm-hmm. in that her sister has died. Oh. Um, her younger sister died in a car crash. So the main things that happens that causes like distress mm-hmm. within the book is that another student of the school who is in his final year commits suicide. And when you say causes distress, is that to like the community or to like Adam and Ghost? So this kid whose name is Chris was really charismatic. He was a really good student. He had lots of friends. He was a star on the rugby team. And rugby is like a big deal at this school. Mm -hmm. And his brother is Philip. Who's our antagonist that we don't like. And at the start of the book, he was just being a dick. Mm -hmm. And for the rest of the book, he is a person who is inclined to be a dick who is grieving. So uh, what kind of time frame does this book take place in? Uh, The book takes place over three to four months. So we start in September and we end a little bit after Christmas. Okay. I'm seeing some like parallels with Shiver where Grace was attacked by the wolves and no one took any heed. And then later on, Jack gets attacked and everyone goes insane about it. And she's like, what the fuck? I also was attacked. But Well, no, people do take a lot of heat of Adam's suicide attempt. Like, his parents take it very seriously. They do the family counselling together. They insist he goes to counselling. They check in with him quite regularly. Um, they ask about, like how he's doing with friends, how he's doing in school. They do they do care. And the school also cares. The school is like, we've set you up with meetings with a counsellor. Um, and then after, after the suicide of Chris, they're like, we're going to be running mental health workshops. We're going to do a mental health conference later in the year. They put up posters, <laughs> which have mixed success because there is a poster there is a poster reference in this book which was in my school oh god okay and it is it is a boy who is a drowning essentially and it's like the 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 idea is like you don't have to be drowning you can ask for support um and someone writes on the poster someone writes on the poster adam on his way to meet chris which, and this is interesting because, again, we don't know how much sentience, like, Ghost has apart from Adam, but Ghost is like, I saw it, I'm not sure Adam did. So, like, if Ghost is his own thing with his own independence, then Adam doesn't necessarily know this, but if he is a part of Adam, then Adam does know this. Is the poster and it's, on the wall of the school? The poster is on the poster. I presume the he's... School. 
I presume he's seen it then. Well, yeah, but we hear about it. Adam doesn't say he's seen it. Okay. And we hear about it from Ghost's point of view. And Ghost is like, I don't think Adam saw us. Okay. Um, but yeah, the school is a little bit self-congratulatory because they don't do much about like... And Adam, to be fair, Adam doesn't tell them that he's, mm-hmm. there, that he's having a bit of a hard time. Mm-hmm. But the school is like, oh, we're doing all these mental health things. And Adam's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the school also like... The principal makes a point of like being like, hey, Adam, look at these mental health things we're doing. Isn't it great? We don't want to, you know, have Mm -hmm. anything happen and we're being proactive about it. And Adam's just like, this is reminding me of it was actually after I'd left school. But um, I was on TV for an LGBT activism thing and my principal from secondary school took me aside in the supermarket down home and was like oh i saw the thing isn't it great and i was like there is no human interaction on this earth more awkward than this but i think we found one (laughs) yeah and so adam is like really awkward anytime an adult tries to be like down with him Mm -hmm. because he's like why are you having this interaction with me this is weird and like you wouldn't have this interaction with me if you didn't know I was going through stuff which is a phrase people use (laughs) I know you're going through a lot right now and Adam's just like yeah I'm a teenager yeah (laughs) yeah it's called like how is the Mm, weird question and kind of tangential but like so this is our first Irish book Mm -hmm. Uh, is the language noticeably Irish do we have dialect stuff um, I didn't pick up any dialect stuff, but the humor was felt super Irish mm-hmm. to me. I can't imagine, and I have read other books that deal with mental health and deal with like suicidality, and I can't remember a book that was so funny mm-hmm. on the topic. And like, the only way to write one of these books is to have a certain amount of humor about it. Mm-hmm. But it was just so funny. I was laughing like every page. So Chris has committed suicide. And, what, and how far this, into the book does this happen? What? year is it that happens like the end of september okay end of september start of october adam has permission not to go to the funeral and like not engage with this at all but he does anyway Mm -hmm. but he's kind of like all the other kids are doing it so i'll do it i don't want any special treatment just because i had a hard time of it i want to keep going and he notes to his counselor he's like well if if a boy like chris can commit suicide then anyone can commit suicide and he's also like a little bit in that counseling session he's like it's so sad that chris killed himself because chris had like everything going for him he had loads of friends he had a good academics he had good rugby like he could he was just like an all-around great person and he's dead now and that's bad because and his counselor is just like it's still sad if you die it's sad if anyone dies even if like they don't have friends or a promising career so adam's kind of like it's a terrible knock to the parish like it's it's awful for the local community that boy was a wonderful person and the counselor's like you're a human being also (laughs) yeah your your life has worth your life has worth outside of like other people's view of you does adam have ongoing suicidality so for the most of the book he's on the way up okay 
he has had a suicide attempt and he is in treatment and things are getting better he's made friends he writes a story for school and his teacher recommends him join a writing group he does that he gets closer to Eve, who is in the gang but also in the writing group and they start swapping stories and the stories that he writes are so grimdark it's amazing oh, I remember um, the days he writes a story where the forest outside keeps creeping closer Closer and closer to a village until it takes over the village. I I like that. Good yeah. for the forest. It we is need good. Um, and he also writes a story where there is a person being tormented by a noise until he sets his bed on fire. And so kind of Edgar Allan Poe meets Stephen King. Yeah. Meets every teenager who is yeah. depressed. And Etha, who is the love interest, but also her own person. It is upsetting me so much. <laughs> Every time you say her name, I'm like, yes. Um, Fuck Aoife. She also writes, and she writes, um, she writes gothic stories about like vampires and stuff. But she also like puts a twist on them because she has a story where a girl sneaks out and gets turned into a vampire. And she's like, cool, now we're going to do it. We're going to have sex. You, me, you and me, vampire man. And the vampire is like, hey, put your hand on my chest. Can you feel my heartbeat? She's like, no. And he's like, yeah, nothing's flowed for the century. Oh. <laughs> and she's just like, so I've set myself up for a life of hickeys. And he's just like, yeah, basically. I love Book Eva. <laughs> Book Eva is very good. I want to read her goth stories. Can I be her English teacher? Um, so... So things are, yeah, so he starts dating her, things are like pretty good, he's got a group of friends, everything's on the up and up. What does Ghost think of the group of friends? Uh, Ghost is not pleased. No? No. Ghost is kind of upset that Adam has made this group of friends because Ghost can't interact with anyone else and so when adam has now made all these friends and is no longer interacting with him he's feeling left out and lonely Mm -hmm. um and so everything is going so well in adam's life and he's like you know what back when things weren't going well in adam's life adam talked to me way more what if I got in the way of Adam and his girlfriend and Adam and his friends and then he would have to talk to me more. Ghost, no. And from that point on, he starts real negging on our boy Adam. Ghost is the depression. Ghost is an analogy for depression. Oh my god, depression just wants you to spend all of your time with depression. Yes. Um, And he kind of like, at the start, Adam is like, go away, you're whatever you're not mm-hmm. saying anything um like one of the things that ghost keeps going on about is adam's parents read somewhere or were told that walks are good f- like getting outside and exercising is good for a person with depression so every weekend they're like come on let's go on a family walk and ghost is just like do you think they really wanted a dog oh. they love going on walks maybe they would have been happier with a dog do they really even want a son what if they had just had a dog? And Adam's like, don't be stupid, that's ridiculous. But later, when he's dating Aoife, 
he's dating Aoife and they also because they are 16 year olds and don't have anywhere to go for like privacy or anything mm-hmm. they tend to walk around town a lot and Ghost is like maybe Aoife just wants a dog no. and Adam is like why do we always go walking all the time why do we like and he kind of like it's cause you can't drive yeah and, and Aoife points that out she's like well we can't drive and you don't have a bike so we walk around the place but and Adam's just like why why like oh. and he starts getting like down about things and stuff going for walks is peak teen romance yeah you go for a walk maybe you shift behind the bin yeah um and when this is happening this is quite close to christmas and like when they when they're on this walk they exchange presents mm-hmm. and Etha gives him adam before this like had like seven books and he had only read three of them like he'd half read half some of them and finished three of them um but because they're in a writer's group together and because Etha is a really big reader she's been sharing books with him and he's been like giving her books back and stuff mm-hmm. but for christmas she gives him she gives him a copy of um harry potter and the philosopher's stone i was going to mention the brooklyn 99 parallels but i wasn't <laughs> going to because i was like we can't be that basic but that also happens yeah. in brooklyn 99 where a non-reedy boy is with a reedy girl and he's like i have read harry potter for you <laughs> and ghost who is like a little bit sick of reading all these books because again he can't do anything that adam isn't doing mm-hmm. is just like oh she's forcing her interests on you again as like opposed to like taking into account Adam's interests Mm -hmm. which I gotta say he doesn't have many (laughs) like does he even play games or is it just all Netflix it's like Netflix he gets he later gets a PlayStation for Christmas which he's pretty happy about okay but like yeah like as far as Aoife's aware, this is a good gift for him. He hasn't read Harry Potter. Um, he enjoys reading. He enjoys writing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, from, like, a teenage point of view, it is a good gift. But Ghost is just like, oh, she's forcing her interest on you again because she reads sci-fi and fantasy, so you have to read sci-fi and fantasy. Because Ghost is uh, trying to ruin everything. Because Ghost is trying to, like, dig a wedge between them. Mm -hmm. And Adam gives her tickets to a concert in Dublin and also bus tickets to Dublin for them to go together, like, the first, the second week in January. Okay. Um, So now we have Christmas. Right? Like, I'm skipping a bit of time, but mostly all that's happened is, like, the formation of of friendship. And Adam is getting slightly better. But now he's actually getting worse. Okay. Um, The seasonal depression. Yeah, seasonal depression. The ghost that that is trying to ruin his life. Yeah, but also, like, the high of, like... New friends. The high of new friends, the high of, like, things have been really bad, and now they're less bad, and now that's the norm, so, like, he's slipping... There are many factors which go into one's mental health. Yeah. Um, and I have not read this book, so I cannot predict that. <laughs> um, so Christmas is actually pretty rough on Adam. Mm-hmm. Partly because there's been a self-imposed like ban of alcohol in the house, just in case. Did and Adam drink? No. It's okay. just in case. Okay, so his family really did take this uh, suicide attempt oh, very seriously. Very seriously. Okay. Um, and... But they lift it for Christmas because it's the holidays and Adam's doing so great. Mm-hmm. And we have this exchange where Adam is trying, where his family are kind of like expressing their love for him. And under the influence of, of a bit of alcohol, his dad proposes a toast and essentially is like, it's so great that we're all here and that Adam's 
doing so well and that he has friends and a girlfriend and we don't have to worry about him so much anymore and in that exact phrasing does there is it phrased any more sensitively than that it is phrased as like yeah he does the he, he says i'm thankful that after his scare adam is doing really well friends doing well in school even a girlfriend you've done it kid adam was blushing he hadn't he wasn't enjoying this attention um okay dad thanks for all your help and then his dad continues with i'm not gonna lie we were worried very worried like when we came back and dad trailed into an uncomfortable stop i think you've said enough dear said mom and Ghost, because he's negging on, on Adam, takes this opportunity to be like, you'd better be careful not to let them down again. Seems like they don't want to have to deal with another incident. You better be a happy chappy from now on. And Adam is just like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. I can't be a sad person because I can't put my parents through that anymore. Ghost is a dick. Ghost is not good. Like, I love him. But he is not a good friend. No, if if Ghost was a human person, I would be like highlighting the unhealthiness of relying on someone else for all of your fulfillment. And like, you know, I do still hold that, but also I understand that Ghost is a metaphor. So. And so that brings us to our trip to Dublin. Okay. Uh, and was there any like extended family around for Christmas? No, it was just the three of them. Okay. And also Barry came out to his family at Christmas. Very nice. And they were real supportive. That's and good. so Barry is now out and gay to the family. I love him being gay to the family. <laughs> also, okay, so I didn't talk about they go to they go to Linda has a birthday party and mm-hmm. her birthday is near the end of October, so they have a Halloween party. And at the Halloween party, Barry brings a boy called Simon. Mm-hmm. And when Simon gets up to go to the loo, Barry is like, "Hey guys, what do you think of Simon? I think he could be I think he could be a good addition to the group." I think he could be our other gay boy. And everyone is like, Barry, you're on a date. This is a date right now. Did we he? like we don't think he wants to be our friend. We think he wants to date you. And Barry's just like, what? Barry didn't realize this? Barry did not realize that this was a date. Oh, <laughs> Or like, yeah, he was like, hey, come to my friend's party. And Simon was like, cool, I'll come to your friend's party. Because yeah, it's basically you're cute. because he's cute and I because I, you're cute and I fancy you, <laughs> um. So it's really funny. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Um, but yeah. he came out. <laughs> but now he's out to his fam. Uh. So yeah, no, I love Barry. He is such a little sweetheart. <laughs> and is also in like a weird fight with Douglas for half the book, and it's wild. What's the fight about? Um. They fall out because Barry plays drums in their band, which is called the Laypersons, and they fall out over something. Oh, he can't make practice or something because yeah. he has to go to a baptism. Okay. And Douglas is like, "This is the worst betrayal of any person ever because I am an overdramatic child." Um, and then they replace him with a drum machine. <laughs> oh, that's ice cold. <laughs> It's also extremely Irish. <laughs> oh, you missed our practice because you're going to a baptism and we replaced you with a drum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so at this point, Adam and Aoife are going to Dublin to go see a band that Aoife really likes. And I'm going to backtrack real quick for a second and give you some backstory on Aoife. Okay. Aoife's mother has depression. Ooh, tough. 
Yes. Um, and her mother also has very regular panic attacks. Aoife brings Adam over to her house um, because she's like, hey, I like you and I trust you and I want to share this with you. Like, I want to come to my home give you more context to who I am as a person kind of mm-hmm. and therefore I want you to like meet my mom and so Adam is like has come over and he's been invited to stay for dinner and Aoife's older brother comes home and is like oh hey this is the boy from the writing group cool 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 and Aoife's mom says oh I wish you wouldn't write the stories that you write because they're so like gothic and I don't get it. And she references a story and Aoife is like, hey, I didn't share that story with you. That was in my private book that I wrote and I haven't shown you that yet because nobody is meant to read that story yet. And her mom was like, well, you just left it on the table. So I read it. And Aoife's like, don't read my book. It says don't read mom on the cover. And then her mom has a panic attack because she's like, my own daughter is shouting at me and doesn't love me. I can't cope with this. And like, Aoife's like, we need to leave now. And her brother deals with the the situation of calming her mom down. That sounds like a really bad situation. Yeah. Um. So with that context, mm-hmm. Adam and Aoife get the bus to Dublin and Adam is being weird and like not himself because he is falling into depression and hasn't really been very nice to Aoife in like he hasn't been mean to her Mm -hmm. but he's kind of been like blanking her a bit and like not really listening when she's talking which now that I say these things aloud is being (laughs) it's being rude yeah um and he's just kind of like really wrapped up in himself self-centered because there's a lot happening in the self And when they get to Dublin, he's just like, she's like, dude, what is up with you? Why have you been acting so weird? Just talk to me. What's the situation? What's going on? Just like, give me information so I know. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, why do you even like me? And she's like, what? For normal reasons. You're a nice guy and I like you. (laughs) The reasons that people like people. Yeah. And he's like, why are you dating me? Are you only dating me? Because like, I'm a problem that I have. I'm a problem that you can fix. Are you trying to fix me? Am I your pet project? Are you trying to fix me? Because you can't fix your mom. And Aoife's like, dude. That's surprisingly insightful, actually. (laughs) Well, also like, Like Ghost has been negging him on these things. Like, it's not true, I presume. But like, wow, you picked a real humdinger of a thing to focus on there mm-hmm. yikes yeah and so Aoife's like I need some space from you I'm gonna I just need some space from you are they like and she are they on their way to a concert as this is happening they're like in a cafe when this fight is happening and there's a concert that evening okay so they like went up for the day they went there it's a day trip okay. um and she's like I need some space and she like leaves the cafe and Adam's like wait what happened here <laughs> Um, and the waitress is like, oh, that's tough. Bad breakup, eh? And he's like, what's happening here? Um, and then he decides that he will just go back to Cork with the concert tickets and with Aoife's ticket down to Cork. So yeah, he just ditches her in Dublin, which for context is like a three hour drive. Is he like dissociating at this point? How does he not realize this is a bad idea? No, he's just like, Aoife doesn't want to be around me. I've messed everything up. I'm a useless waste of a person. And like doesn't really think it through very well because he's in a depression depression spiral. Hmm. He could have just sat in the cafe. But he did not. So yeah, while he's like on the way home, 
from Dublin, his phone like keeps ringing and it's Aoife being like, I need a talk. Like, and he, he refuses to answer it and it just keeps ringing. And Ghost is like, don't answer it. D- don't look don't read her text messages don't answer the phone um and he just doesn't he listens to ghost and ghost is like she's not calling because she cares about you or she's worried about you she's only calling because you have the the concert tickets and she wants to go to the concerts um and adam's like yeah adds up multiple things can be true <laughs> perhaps she's calling because she's lost in dublin yeah um and at this point, like this has been, Ghost has been trying to get this result for six weeks to two months where like he has been full on negging Adam to be like. Kira, I'm not sure if you know what negging is. Negging is when you are negative to a person in order to seem nice. Somewhat. Like it's a, it's when you give someone a a backhanded compliment so that their self-esteem is low and you can then say a nice thing to them and they're like thank god i need your approval because you just said a mean thing to me but he's being mean to adam he's just being mean to adam bullying but he's being like calculatedly he's calculatedly mean and also he is being like oh these other people will leave you but i'm here for you okay you still have me let's we'll be friends like depression like depression does so there's a time skip and it's a month after the breakup and Adam hasn't been talking to Aoife. He hasn't been talking to any of his friends. He has cut them out completely and he is lying to his counsellor and he is lying to his parents. About um, his friends or about other things? About his well-being. So he goes to counselling and his counsellor is like, how are you feeling today? And Adam's like... I'm okay. It was rough over Christmas, but I think things are getting better. Um, And his parents are like, how are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm heading out to meet the lads. But he hasn't seen his friends in like a month. And anytime his and his parents are like, how is how is Aoife doing? And he's like, oh, she's really busy. She's doing a she's doing debating at school. And so I haven't been seeing her as much Mm -hmm. like and he's just making stuff up. Okay. And uh, like, and he's like leaving the house and just kind of like wandering around by himself. But he hates walking. He's just like, I need to leave the house or my parents would be suspicious. Um, do we get any information about what Adam was like before his suicide attempt? This is kind of what he was like before his suicide attempt. That's what, that's the fear that's growing yeah. on me. Yeah. And Ghost is like, oh no. I done messed up because he's like, I was so obsessed with getting Adam back to being all for myself that I didn't realize that Adam would be like so depressed and like how bad that would be because he was like, the only time I've known Adam when is when Adam was on the up. Yeah. And the ghost has not great emotional maturity. No, he does not. So he is five months old. Yeah. So um, Douglas comes over. Good. Our uh, our beautiful Douglas. A ray of sunshine. A I'm ray picturing of him with sunshine. like curly hair. I'm picturing him as kind of like this will mean nothing to you, but all the lame is fans out there. I'm picturing him as a kufira. D- that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here for that, that description of, of Douglas. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Douglas comes over and is just like, where have you been? You've been avoiding me at our counseling session walk pasts. Like you've been like strategically late so that you don't have to see me coming out. Um, you haven't been hanging out with us in town. And we're just like, what are you up to? Um, and Adam's like, oh, I was just embarrassed over that whole thing with Aoife. She's probably like angry with me. And Douglas is like, she's worried about you. And yeah, she's a little angry. Like you ditched her in Dublin, but mostly she is worried and concerned for your well-being. And like, I've, I'm here to check in on like what's going on. Yeah, um, I'm your friend. Yeah. And he... <laughs> He literally, he's like, you're being an ass right now. You you were definitely an ass to Aoife. You're avoiding us. Something's going on. Like, what's the deal? And Adam's like, no, no, no. Everything's chill. Everything's chill. I just, you know, I've been embarrassed. I don't want to. It's fine. And Douglas gives him a literal, like he hands him an actual Monopoly get out of jail free card. And is like, when you're ready, here you go. And we will welcome you back. I love Douglas. <laughs> I love to be a very dramatic person and I love when other people are just as dramatic as I am. This is why I love Douglas so much. The panache. <laughs> the style. Um, and so, so Douglas gives Adam the Monopoly card and he's also like, listen, dude, I came in here today and your mom asked how, like, your mom was like, hey, how you doing? And I had to make up that we've been hanging out for the last month. Mm. So if I don't see you on Monday, like if you don't come hang out with us by Monday, I'm gonna tell your mom that, that, that you are not doing well. I'm gonna tell her and I'm gonna tell Dr. Moore, who is our shared psychiatrist. Like I love Douglas. Yeah, and he's just like, this is what's happening. And Adam, and so Douglas leaves and Adam like watches him out the window and Barry is like standing outside waiting for Douglas and then they leave together and and Adam's just like oh he's back being friends with Barry again probably because I'm not around good like and Ghost is like that doesn't make any sense and Adam's just like it's better for everyone if I'm not around don't Ghost don't you know that there's a one friend quota (laughs) Mm -hmm. and Ghost is just like Adam was trapped in this horrible logic which assumed the worst of everyone All I had wanted was Adam all to myself, but now that I had him, I wasn't sure I wanted this Adam. Well, you're fucked up, ghost. Yep. Um, what's our resolution? What's our resolution? Yeah, what what happens to the ghost? Does this ghost stick around forever? I mean, Eva, I'm telling you the story. (laughs) 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 Like, you just have to, you just have to wait like 10 minutes and I'll tell you. I'm <laughs> I'm not saying it in a hurry up way. I'm saying it in the way that like after the end of a TV show episode when you're waiting to like find out what's happening next, you're like, what is going to happen? And it's like the story's gonna continue, dumbass. But like Um so what happens next is Adam goes to school Monday morning and afterwards he decides that Douglas was bluffing and he's not going to go into town to meet them. And instead he goes and he goes to Aoife's house where due to her mom's depression, Adam knows that there is a supply of pills. Mm. 
and he br- essentially breaks in. He uses the spare key, which he knows, which he knows okay. where it is. He finds the spare key and he sneaks in and he sees Ifa in her room where she is asleep and apparently sick. And he goes past her room in order to go get in order to get to the bathroom where he steals a quantity of pills and then on just misc pills miscellaneous, miscellaneous drugs okay which are prescription drugs yeah. like um and on his way back to his own house he runs into linda and he's like oh hey i was just whatevs um and how has he not run into these people like before in, during this month while he's avoiding them if he's been walking around because he's been purposely going to other places okay yeah and like purposely trying to to not be where they are and he knows their haunts and stuff okay so he goes to Aoife's house and he steals the pills runs into Linda mm-hmm. on the way home um on the bus and she and he says to her he's like hey tell Aoife get well soon and then he goes home okay Okay, because I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You've really shown your hand. That's dumb. Um, and so so he he had previously written a suicide note. And so... Like last year or like recently again? No, 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 no. Like he had... The last time he tried to kill himself, he wrote like a note. Uh, this time he writes in large print just the word sorry on a piece of paper. Okay. Ghost is like, well, what are you sorry for? Like, you you haven't written any other information. What what are people supposed to take from this? And he's just like, I'm just sorry. This is all my fault. Everything is my fault. Just the whole of my existence is my fault. And I just keep bringing everyone down and it's all my fault. And... Oh, that's depression. Yeah. And Ghost... This is wild. Ghost is like, this is a revelation. I had been blaming him and Aoife for my unhappiness, but it wasn't his fault or hers. He was a sad boy who got stuck with a dick of a ghost who couldn't stand the idea of someone else being happy. I looked at Adam, he was beginning to wobble, and I realized we didn't have much time left. So he has taken the pills. Okay. And Ghost is like, oh no, oh no, no, no. I have messed up so bad that this boy is going to kill himself and it is entirely my fault because i didn't want to be lonely i don't know how this is a revelation but again (laughs) it is a revelation to to ghost ghost didn't realize he was like he knew he was isolating adam yeah but he didn't realize how that would actually like negatively affect adam it's almost as if support structures help catch people when they're low and without support structures you can fall lower yeah um and so he he urges adam to call an ambulance to get help to do something and nothing happens um and then that is the end of ghost's narration because i'm sorry the final chapter of the book which restarts the count on one okay so it's chapter one again uh is narrated by Adam. Okay. And in Innes, we he talks to he talks to Philip, with whom I didn't really get into it, but he had been having a number of issues with throughout the novel. And they have like a heart to heart about like 
how Adam, how Philip had been giving Adam a hard time because his because he's a horrible person. He was grieving because he was grieving and his brother had died and he had kind of blamed Adam for a lot of it because of the concept of su- of suicide copycats, which is if one person in a community commits suicide, more people are likely to attempt suicide, uh-huh. and so they had like a lot of problems throughout the novel, and they have a heart to heart where they don't become friends, but they're like. We don't have to agitate each other all the time. That's we very can just, mature for 16-year-old boys. We can just not, essentially... That's pretty chill. Yeah, it's good. It is good when you can sit down with your enemies and be like, let's just calm down. Yeah. And Adam... So Adam did not die in his suicide <laughs> attempt. Yeah. He is now two for two failed suicide attempts. Those are my favorite kinds of suicide attempts. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, do we get any more information other than that it's failed? Yeah, we get that Adam has learned a number of things due to this. Mm-hmm. First of all, he learned that overdosing on pills has a very low success rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also learned that having your stomach pumped is Pain. no fun at all. Yep. From here, his parents have... So when he had his first suicide attempt, they were like, you're going to go to counselling and all that. Um, but medication was perhaps offered, but it wasn't Taken a off. road they went down. Okay. Um, and this time they're like, we're doing treatment. We're mm-hmm. doing medical intervention treatment. And Adam is like, the first week was really terrible. Uh from kind of like the second week on it's been much better and I was really worried that I wouldn't be myself and I wouldn't be able to write which is a really important thing to me Mm -hmm. and like I wouldn't be able to do any of the things I wouldn't be the person that I am essentially Mm -hmm. and no I actually I did I remain the same just more even as in he's not in two lumps called Adam and Ghost no Ghost (laughs) is still about what excuse me (laughs) here the ghost is still here oh god okay tell me about it um so what happened was linda texted Eva, yeah being like yo you're sick and Eva was like how would adam know i was sick and then she like was like how would adam know i was mm-hmm. sick and she checked the medicine cabinet in her house and was like all these pills are missing and then she tried to call Adam and then got no answer. So she called Adam's mom and Adam's mom was like, oh my God. So she left her job and went to the house where she called the ambulance, which is what saved Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Adam is alive because Aoife is a genius. Yeah, and I yeah, love her. And we love her. And this is where we get our only description for ghost. Yeah. And it's, when I woke up in the hospital, my stomach in bits and my head a mess. The room was filled with my parents and doctors, but he was there too, standing in the corner. He was, as usual, pale as a sheath, with eyes which were looked permanently forlorn. After all this time, he had the exact same appearance, a monochrome copy of me that night I died. His face and t-shirt covered with blood, one shoelace permanently untied for eternity. It's strange. He looked like me, but in the way that paint, painting looks like their subject, somehow both vivid and flat. 
I remember the first time I saw him, I was so frightened. But this time, he was the one who looked scared. Okay. Wow, it would be real awful to um, be followed around by your own bloody shade. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been essentially been followed around for six months by a person who looks like his suicide attempt, who was also like, nobody loves you. (sighs) I don't love Um, that. I mean, okay, no astoundingly good storytelling yeah i do love that but i don't as an as a subjective experience sounds shit yeah um and what they have realized through like the fact that like ghosts can separate from adam when he's asleep and later on when at certain points when adam spends time with Aoife, he can also like ghosts can go further away it's that um he they realize that when adam is not like thinking of ghost Mm -hmm. ghost can remove himself slightly Mm -hmm. from the situation and also ghost is now like this is super scary when you try to kill yourself so i'm gonna actually support you getting better um and so one of the things he does is like instead of like pestering adam and being like yo 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 hang out with me talk Mm -hmm. with me he's like just goes real quiet and he doesn't talk as much and he tries to stand behind adam Mm -hmm. as much as possible Mm -hmm. and he also so like one time so he's like yeah i try not to think about him and like he kind of hides away and that helps but like i'm kind of aware that there's someone walking behind Mm -hmm. me as well um but then one time he's hanging out with his group of friends like the whole gang so Aoife, douglas linda um Barry. barry simon probably um and they've come over to like his house and he f- completely forgets about ghost for like the whole time they're there and then he's like i suddenly remembered that like i wasn't thinking of ghost and pop there he was mm-hmm. so it's kind of like he's working through his issues with counseling and he's working through his issues with his medication and he's kind of like i can keep moving forward if i don't always focus on the past and the things that got me to here yeah and ghost is being supportive of that interesting and how does the very end go the very end the end of it is adam and Eva walking to douglas's band's new next show um which is their triumphant return and also their second ever gig god i love douglas <laughs> And they're kind of reflecting how they are probably better as friends, but also like when they sit on the ground, their hands are like close enough that they could easily touch. But Adam is like, I'm not going to do that. Like these people have been real good to me. They're letting Aoife is totally within her right to never talk to me again. Mm -hmm. Like, and she's being my friend. And yeah, it's. I'm happy with the situation, the way the situation is. And he's like, I'm just going to leave my hand where it is. And then Aoife moves her hand to touch his. And he's like, cool. Nice. Um, and and that's kind of how it ends. So it ends with him being like, I've had a really bad year. Mm. Had a real bad year. But I'm doing things to make it better. And I have hope that the future will be better. And it's a really nice book. It's a great book. I, I absolutely love that it's set in Ireland because Ireland has a massive problem with youth depression and anxiety and suicide. We have the worst teen suicide rate in Western Europe. Yeah, and I think the... Real this, bad. For- real bad. So in that way, like, it was really great to read this book, which was, like, just so... F- 
set in Ireland. And so frank about it. And so frank about it. And also, like, I know it was heavy. I know it was a heavy book, but it was so funny. Yeah. Like, parts of it were really funny. And I really hope that, like, a lot of 16 and 17-year-old kids pick this up. And honestly, I'm like, teachers should be handing this out left, right, and center. Would you say it's a difficult book for people who experience mental health issues? Um, yeah. I'd say it is. Yeah. It is. But not any harder than any other book. Mm-hmm. With Like, there's some books where I'm like, that was tough. People who have experienced depression and anxiety probably shouldn't read that if they're not in a great place. But I think that this one, not so much. I'm like, you could read this in not a great place. Yeah. Because also, and I, I know I did when I wasn't in a good place. I definitely, like, sought out books about people who were also, like, experiencing things I was mm-hmm. experiencing. Because I was like, I don't want to be alone in this experience. Yeah, because that, that is the counterpoint to the whole, like... Like, you know, when I was reading Turtles All the Way Down, like, there's... It was one of those times when it's not, like, triggering or upsetting. It's just nice to read about a similar experience to your own. Yeah. So it's more towards that end than... So it, it, can I then ask you our, our three big end questions of this book? What were the highlights, lowlights, and weird little sidelights? Um, my lowlight is that there wasn't enough Douglas. Mm-hmm. Um, there was more Douglas in this book than I discussed because I think my highlight was they also go to a football game together. Mm-hmm. Your lowlight was not enough Douglas. Not enough Douglas, more. more Douglas. My highlight was also Douglas. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, that's most of the book. Weird little sidelight, what really stuck with you? Um, weird little sidelight. I liked how all of the characters had their own thing. Mm. So, like, no one, no one had a perfect life and no one was there just to, like, exist in the background. Everyone had their own stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Like, Linda is grieving the death of her younger sister. Uh, Barry is trying not to be the only gay in the group. Um perhaps getting a boyfriend. Everyone has um, stuff happening. Douglas is dealing with like his parents' expectations and Aoife is dealing with like her mom's mental health issues and how that affects her life and I think their relationship. Al- it's also important to mention that Aoife's dealing with how painfully cool and goth she is. And I didn't talk about this as we were going along, but Aoife is also dealing with the fact that she is black, living in Ireland, mm-hmm. which... Like she gets a number of of racist incidents happen. There's they're at a concert one time earlier in the book, and a dude is like, "Hey, can you move? Cause your hair is in my way." And she's like, "Why don't you move?" And he's mm-hmm. like, essentially, like you should go back to where you come from. And she was like, "I was born here. She's this, like, I'm from I'm, Cork. I'm I am where I'm from. <laughs> yeah. And also like that's the most overtly racist thing mm-hmm. that happens. But also Adam's mom. So I saw you with." the girl yeah. who who's the girl and he's like oh that's my friend Aoife and she's just like oh I thought she'd have a, a different name a less Irish name a less Irish name and then mm. she's like where is she from and Adam's like I think she's from Ballycolleg which is uh, like the area an in area in Cork and yeah. then her, his mom is like oh but like where is she from <laughs> um which I thought was like, I've, I am a white person living in a predominantly white country. Um, but I thought it was a good, accurate depiction of how Irish people deal with race. Yeah, where it's like, oh, we're not, we're 
not trying to be racist. We're just politely interested. Yeah. But it's um, not polite. It's not polite. It's very rude. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, no, that was... That was the book. Tuesdays are just as bad. What's the title from? It's not referenced within the thing. It's okay. just like Mondays are bad. Tuesdays are also bad. Yeah. I think is. So yeah, that's all I got. That was our discussion of Tuesdays are just as bad by Kathleen Leahy. If you would like to talk to us about this book or anything, we... Or also if you want to recommend something for us to read. Because yeah, please we, do. Like at us on Twitter. That's Forever YA Pod to tell me about your favorite YA books that we should read. Also, um, if you've got any comments or thoughts on this episode, I would also just encourage anyone who is dealing with suicidality or knows anyone who is to seek out the supports available to you locally. We will put links in the doobly-doo. Yeah, in the description, good job. There is lots of help out there. Uh, Tuesdays can be bad, but Tuesdays can be really good too. And next episode, I will be discussing Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe by Benjamin Alier Sayans. So stay young and we'll see you next time.